Hey everybody, this is Eddie Trunk and you are listening to my brother from another mother, the heavy metal hippie, Frank Hannon and the Far Out Podcast. He learned it all from me. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Far Out Podcast, episode 10. The Nam Show Madness. Brought to you by Gibson Guitars and the Whiskey A Go Go. Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Frank Hannon and you're listening to the Far Out Podcast. It is Thursday night and the boys in the band have just pulled out of my driveway. They're heading down I-5 right now, heading to Hollywood so we can play at the Whiskey Whiskey A Go-Go tomorrow night. Or if you're listening and it's Friday, the show is tonight, January 24th at the Whiskey A Go-Go. I stayed behind so I can work on that mix you just heard of Southside and also finish recording this podcast and bring to you the nam show madness Madness! this interview is going to be pretty fun i want you to forgive the poor sound quality i was running around the place with my portable sound recording equipment and it just you know it couldn't do justice of what was going on there was so much madness there yeah the show was off the hook it was a great time and i'm gonna try to have a little fun with it on this podcast so before i recap the nam show i am calling this the nam show madness because uh the interviews that i recorded came out pretty crazy Uh, i got eddie trunk i got a little bit of phil x i've got Brent Woods. I've got Al John Go from Epiphone Guitars, and I've got an interview with Jamie Malone. She runs the Dallas International Guitar Festival in Dallas, Texas, that happens every May. Uh, it's going to be happening this year, May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. I'm going to try to make it to that. But before I get to the NAM show recap, NAM Madness also follows you into the following week, which I have to tell you, man, my ass has been kicked from walking and talking and playing and doing all that crazy stuff at the NAMM show for four days. It was a great time, though. Gibson was off the hook. I spent most of my time at the Gibson booth. They had a huge stage there where Jared James Nichols was playing and... and all the young G3 generation group guitarists that are kids ranging from ages 11 to 21 were just kicking ass. It's unbelievable what Gibson is doing with these kids, giving them a platform to learn and grow and showcase their talents. Uh, Jamie Malone is going to talk about that on this podcast. And Al John Goh is going to talk about the Epiphone brand guitars and how they are developing their craftsmanship to be a lot more along the lines of the original Kalamazoo model Epiphones and Gibsons of the early 70s. Yeah. You can find out all about that stuff on the brand new Gibson TV. It's a media channel that Gibson is putting out now that's got interviews and information and all kinds of cool stuff. They're going to give you a much more detailed recap of the NAMM show that I'm going to give you here. So be sure to check out Gibson TV and Gibson.com for more details. All right. I do want to tell you about the show Thursday night. Don Felder from the Eagles turned up and he and Slash played this epic version of Hotel California. 
that was mind-boggling. Don Felder's 12-string guitar sounded stellar, man. I don't know what he's using on there, maybe a Pizio pickup or something, but it sounded just like the album. Billy Gibbons got up and jammed, Rick Nielsen. I mean, that show alone that Gibson put on was phenomenal. Jared James Nichols kicked ass. And, of course, the Young Guns G3 guitar generation group that played, that opened the show, was just heartwarming hearing those kids play the blues. I mean, some of these kids sound like guys that have been playing for 50 years. I mean, busting out blues and singing Almond Brothers songs. It's amazing what these kids are doing nowadays. It's so great to see a resurgence in guitar rock. So why don't we get started with our first interview. This is recorded backstage in the VIP lounge. I was sitting down with Jamie Malone and her and her husband are partners with the Dallas International Guitar Festival. And they are the ones that have started the Young Guns program, which evolved into the G3 Generation Group sponsored by Gibson. Let's talk to Jamie now. How are you doing, Jamie? I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Jamie runs the Dallas International Guitar Festival that's happening in May, and your son is in the G3 program. Yeah. He is, yes. And he sounds great. Tell us your son's name. His name is Reese Malone. Reese Malone. What do you think of the passion that's going on with Gibson these days? It's just unbelievable. They're, they're really just wrapping their arms around these kids and growing the future of guitar, for sure. You know, it blows me away, this younger generation of kids. It's like they just have so much soul and blues in their playing. They do. They do. It's amazing to watch. So what did you think of the show the other night at the Grove? I thought it was just a big family event. I thought Gibson has turned this into family. It's not just a show. It's about embracing these artists and really making everybody a part of the family. It's amazing. This is Saturday night. We're all like getting tired. Are you ready to like crash out or what? We are nammed out. <laughs> nammed out. I know I'm suffering from namnesia right now. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Reese is out running around with these other kids. It's We're back here, back in the artist's lounge, and there's all these great artists everywhere. Jamie, tell everybody about the Dallas International Guitar Festival. The Dallas International Guitar Festival has been around for 45 years, and it's the world's largest buy-sell trade show. So you can come sell it, see it, touch it, feel it, play it, all that good stuff. And there's four stages of music, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And that's May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Now, Tesla is going to be at the M3 Festival May 2nd, so I'm hoping I'm going to catch a flight and be there and come jam. We would love to have you there. It, it would just be an amazing time to have you there, and uh, Gibson will be present and part of that family as well, and so uh, it will be a good time had by all. All right. So are they going to have the G3 program there and all the kids there doing that? Uh, quite a few of the G3s will participate. Um, we bring in kids from all over the, really all over the world. We have a Young Gun stage that's designated to these amazing, talented young guitarists from all over the world, and we bring them in. It allows them an opportunity to play, be seen, and it also allows them to network with all of the vendors. Right. That's awesome, man. And I think there's going to be a new class, right? Because what I understand is the G3 is almost like a educational program 
to where they're bringing in new students, so correct. to speak, and then they graduate at the end of it. Is that how that's working? That's correct. They have 15 right now globally, and they will graduate in 2021, the, the group that they have now, uh -huh. and then a next group will come in, and it's a mentorship, basically, yeah. and it, it allows them um, opportunities to network, to, you know, to, to learn the business, to be seen and heard. I mean, they've given us platforms, or given our children platforms to play on that they might not otherwise have the opportunity to do. Um, and it has allowed these this G3 group, which is the very first group that's ever Gibson's ever had, um, to have their own little family, and, yeah. and they'll be the next generation of, of guitarists. Right. It's awesome, man. Well, it's great talking to you, Jamie. Thank you. It's Thanks great for to being on the Far Out Podcast. Thank you for having me. All right, this portion of the Far Out Podcast was brought to you by Gibson Guitars and the Dallas International Guitar Festival happening May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, 2020. Coming up next is my interview with Al John Go from Epiphone Guitars. Welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. I'm Frank Hannon. We're live at the Gibson booth at the NAMM show. I'm with Al John Go. How you doing, Al John? Doing fine, Frank. I was going to say I'm doing Frank fine. <laughs> it's just been one of those crazy days. Just got off stage giving away guitars. Jared Nichols just burned it down. And so now we're just hanging out. Man, congratulations on the new Epiphone line, man. It, they feel great. I got a chance to get my hands on an SG over there. Awesome. Tell us about the new developments with the Epiphone. Well, right now, once again, we're kind of mirroring what Gibson's doing in terms of flexing what was original and modern and breaking it down the same way Gibson did. All right, so we went back to the drawing board, developed these guitars from the ground up so that the specs, the Nick profile, were putting Graftech nuts for the best performance, Loctone, Epiphone Loctone hardware, CTS pots, you know, all the great things you want. Non-weight relief bodies in the originals, so you're gonna get 50s and 60s Les Pauls to spec like Gibson does. You're gonna get SG standards, SG61s with Maestros. We've got Les Paul Specials, Juniors, great P90 Pro pickups modeled after the Gibson pickups. And then for the modern collection, what you're gonna get is you're also gonna get the logging hardware and the Graftech nut, but you're also gonna get weight relief bodies, great neck profiles that are just a little bit skinnier. You're gonna have uh, also these weight relief bodies. I mentioned weight relief. Also push-pull coil taps. Yeah. So all the, the, the features uh, players that want modern sounds and multitude of sounds that they want. So basically you can have your cake and eat it too. Yes, right? Sir. So modern, original, but all of the guitars are going to have hand-rolled necks and those Graftech nuts and our brand new Kalamazoo. And I should say brand new. It's not really new. It's a Kalamazoo headstock, which harkens back to when Epiphone and Gibson were made, being made at the Kalamazoo factory. So it's kind of like a, a very short hit stock similar to Gibson's and the inspired by Gibson originals will also have the Gibson font for the Epiphone logo on the inlay so there is a different uh, difference there plus we have all these great acoustics because I know obviously with the release of your new guitar you're gonna love that we're bringing back the Excellente the Frontier and the Texan in a master built all solid wood back top sides everything dovetail neck joint just like Gibson Montana with bow nut saddle and Fishman pickups so you're going to have a chance to play a classic guitar that we haven't made for years and years. We're just bringing it all back, man. It's all yeah. about the love. It's all about sharing music and the quality that Epiphone can only deliver. It's so accessible. 
like our CEO says, JC, want to be the most relevant, the most played, the most loved guitars, and make it accessible so everyone, for every stage, Epiphone, for every stage, that's a rebranding, the rebirth of Epiphone. That's a great idea. And uh, yeah, it makes it accessible for all the kids can afford them, and everyone can afford them and, and enjoy playing guitar. Absolutely. And you enjoy playing our Epiphones too, and I just love that about you. You know, so you got your Gibsons, you got your Epiphones, they take a beating, keep coming back for more for every stage, right? I yes. mean, that's a, that's the beauty of it all. I love the black SG that you sent me, and the coil taps, they sound great. I mean, a lot of times it's hit or miss with a coil tap, it's not really gonna twang, but that guitar really twangs, man. I appreciate it, man. I saw that unboxing video you did, you just put it on stage and just ready to rip and roar, and I love it, man. So thank you for representing Epiphone and Gibbons in such a big way on the Tesla tour. We really appreciate it. Hey, man. So tell me, what's the secret about the pickups in that SG that's making that work? Okay. It's really our Pro Bucker, uh, our Pro Buckers. They're modeled after our Burst Buckers from Gibson. So it's the same kind of scatterwound, PAF style, classic sound with the vintage wiring, but we really have it in this four conductor way. I mean, why not? Yeah. You can make it a four conductor, great. So that way you have that nice, robust, you know, PAF style, warm pickup sound. When you split it, man, then you get a whole multitude of sounds so you can get real funky with it. You know, and I think you did that there on that that, that video. It's just so cool. Yeah. So I, I, I tell people, man, go to Frank's Instagram and check out his play of that SG, man, and hear it for yourself. Oh, thanks. We're here with Al John Go, the man in charge of Epiphone guitars at the NAMM show. Thank you very much, Al John. Continued success, man. We appreciate it. All right. You're listening to the Far Out Podcast coming at you live from the NAMM show 2020. Stay tuned for more NAMM show madness on the Far Out Podcast. Coming up next is my interview with Phil X, Brent Woods, and the one and only Eddie Trunk. Right there's a little taste of my single. It's called Southside. It's a song that I wrote about growing up in the 70s and learning to play music with my friends as a kid. You know, seeing all these kids in the G3 program just really warms my heart, man. They're playing rock and roll guitars again. Uh, but things were different when I was a kid back in the 70s. You know, we didn't have YouTube or, you know, companies sponsoring us. We, uh, 
we had to do it the hard way. <laughs> and now I'm starting to sound like an old fogey, but it's true, man. I'm just very blessed and very grateful that I've had such a long career in music. I love my brothers and Tesla. Tesla is going on the road with Alice Cooper this year. We're heading out to the Monsters of Rock cruise in February. We're headlining a bunch of shows. We're going to be playing the M3 Festival in Maryland, which is rocking, man. We've played it before. Kix is on the bill. You know, one of the greatest things about having a long career in music is building relationships with people and having friends that really got your back. And one of the friends that I have that I absolutely love is Eddie Trunk. He invited me to play guitar on That Metal Show several times as a special guest guitar player. He invited me to interview John Lodge of the Moody Blues with him on the Moody Blues Cruise. He's had me as a guest on his radio show numerous times, both as a member of Tesla and and as a solo artist. And backstage at the Gibson booth this year, he and I were hanging out in the VIP lounge, and it was so fun because there was rock stars like Jerry Cantrell and Robbie Krieger and Lizzie Hale, the dude from Tool. There was all kinds of rock stars just coming in and out of the place. And Eddie and I were just sitting back observing and having a good time with it. So again, please ignore all the pops and noises that you're going to hear on the recording. It's very rough, but we had some fun. And coming up on this next segment is me and Eddie hanging out and having some fun. So check it out. Be sure to join me and the Frank Hannon Band. Friday, January 24th. That's tonight if you're listening today at the Whiskey A Go Go in Hollywood, California. Coming up next is my interview with Eddie Trunk. All right, we're live here backstage on the Far Out Podcast. I'm Frank Hannon, your host, and I'm here with my great friend, Eddie Trunk. What's up, brother? Frank, my brother, good to see you. It's fun hanging out with you, as always. We're backstage at the Gibson booth in the Artist Lounge. Is this not nuts, dude, or what? It is. You're just standing in here, and then there's different, like, Lizzie Hale is over there playing cards, and then Jerry Cantrell just walked out and had, like, four people wearing wires to walk him to the bathroom. It was like the president just walked out. Like and then Secret Service. And, and, then, and then Robbie Krieger from The Doors is sitting right over there. And then I'm with Frank Hannon right here. And then and the new young blood, like Jared James Nichols, just walks by. So it's just like being on a fly on the wall. You and I are just hiding back in the corner, taking it all in. <laughs> yeah, we're totally fanboying down, man. Robbie Krieger is literally 20 feet away from us. And, and we've been, like, dying to get a picture with him. There goes Jerry Cantrell. And uh, <laughs> Jerry Cantrell rolls large. There was, like... He rolled in with like five people in front of him, five people behind him, all wearing wires. But he's the nicest guy in the world. He's just like, you know, they, they, you, you come here and there's a lot of people, a lot of fans and real recognizable guys can get pretty beat up. I'm sure you're getting beat up a little bit there, Frank. I'm getting a little bit beat up. Yeah. And you reach a point where you're just kind of like, as much as you appreciate it, you're like, I need... I need a half an hour to get something to eat and just get my head together and just even check my phone, check my messages, because it's that nonstop when you walk in an M. Yeah, well, we are, just so everyone knows, the reason we're kind of whispering a little bit and talking soft is we are... We don't get kicked out. We don't get want to get kicked out of the Gibson Artist Lounge backstage of the backstage of the backstage of the Gibson booth, which is, like, totally off the hook. Um, 
it's a party and it's so crowded just outside the door. I mean, it's nuts. So we're hiding there in the corner. But the reason why we need to be quiet is because Gibson's doing their own recording and interviews and like this video thing that they're doing. So every 15 minutes they tell everybody to shut the hell up so that they can hear their own audio thing. So that's why we're like, sound like we're in church or something back here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So what they're doing is what's called Gibson TV. And Gibson has really stepped it up, man. They are promoting and relating with the artists and the public more than they have ever, ever done. I mean, they put some juice into this company, wouldn't you say? Yeah, they really did. Um, Brent Woods is outside the door. Hold on a second. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Brent Woods is right outside the door. <laughs> <laughs> he's texting me, he's calling us. I mean, you can't even get a chance to get on your phone because there's like nonstop stuff going on. It's just yeah. like, but yeah. I think it, that's Keb Moe over there. I mean, the, the variety of artists that are in this room is amazing. The other thing is that, um, like, you know, I'm not a musician, but a couple years ago it was a big deal because Gibson wasn't at NAM, and everyone thought that the company was going to fold and grow into the great companies ever. Like, oh my God, Gibson's not going to be around. And then last year they came back and made a real big move back in. And now this is like their second year really reestablishing like the new regime of the company. So just as a rock fan, it's, for me, it's great to see Gibson still doing well and having this big presence here. They got a huge room next door that is like a concert hall. Um, Jared James Nichols is getting ready to go on. I watched him last night, man, and the sound in there is killer. Uh, there's like... I'm describing this for everyone who can't be here so you can maybe just get a, a vibe of what it's like. There's just walls and racks of every new and old vintage style Gibson guitar you can imagine. I mean, that room there, I mean, it's humongous. And the sound is killer in there. The stage is killer. Um, let's see, what else can we talk about? You want to go outside the door and see who we see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil, that was Phil Chen, Phil Chen, the bass player that just walked by. Phil was X it? was here a second ago. Oh. See, now we're getting yelled at. See, now Shut up. Oh, here comes Robbie Krieger. Is he leaving? Robbie Krieger just walked by, everybody. Robbie Krieger has left the building. <laughs> we got to go before we get yelled at. Yeah, we're going to step outside here. We're going to take you with us. We're going to go far out. Step outside. Okay, people. People on the Far Out podcast, I am taking you outside with me right now because the uh, the sound level was getting a little loud inside the uh, the artist lounge there. And Robbie Krieger just walked by us, and uh, you know I got JT with me, who's the ultimate Robbie Krieger fan, and we were hoping to get a picture with him. Where did he go, JT? Uh, I think he was signing. He was signing autographs earlier, and uh, and then he walked back into the artist lounge, and he was just talking and chilling. And uh, I think he went. He walked down there, and I think he's about to head out. So maybe he's in that bathroom right there. There's the men's room. Do you think Robbie Krieger's is in the men's room? I don't know. You think he uses the bathroom? I'm sure he does, um, unless he's from another planet. Yeah, legends don't use bathrooms, man. I'll have to tell you a story. Um, last year, Peter Frampton was here, and they had the security mob around him, like 10, 10 guys around Peter Frampton, and they escorted him from this artist lounge into the men's room, I mean, literally 10 feet away, and we couldn't even get near Peter Frampton. He got a bunch of bodyguards all around him. That's funny, man. Yeah, bodyguards. All right, let's take a walk 
Um, I know you guys can't see what's going on, but you're listening to the Far Out Podcast, and we're going to take you with us right now. We're going to walk here. We're still on I the podcast. into the fray, and I lost you, Frank. There's Brent, and, uh, but we're looking for Robbie Krieger. He was just here. Uh, let's see what's going on. <laughs> We're talking, man. We're on the Far Out podcast. Oh, you're a live broadcast right no, now on no. the satellite. We got Silicon <laughs> Antenna right there. I like this. That's killer. Hey, killer this is Brent Woods on the. How you doing, everybody? Podcast. Everybody needs to go get a brand new Frank Hannon acoustic model Gibson acoustic model guitar. They're amazing. It plays like butter. You can play lead on it. You can play like Ingve. You can play like Dickie Betts. It's it's versatile and and soulful. Thanks, and, buddy. And, and 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 it's very it's got a lot of body to it. You know what I mean? Thank you. And I'm even giving everyone permission to play "Stairway to Heaven" on it. No. It's it's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I prefer the rain song and standard tuning myself. That's good. All right. Well, I'm standing here with Brent Woods, and Brent's an old friend, man. Now we met on the Vince Neil tour, dude. Oh yeah. And you know, I have to say, you were scary, dude. I was like, this dude's badass on the guitar. Because you used to take that metal slide and like flip it off your middle finger and throw it out in the audience. Yeah, that, that cost me a lot of money because I, I had to pay for a metal slide every night. So, yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun, that tour. But I actually did meet you before that. Oh, you did? Yeah, I met you in, I think it was 95 at the Universal Amphitheater. You guys were opening up for Leonard Skinner. Hey, I'm going to the can. I'll be right back. All right. Hey, let us know, Eddie, if uh, if started, Rob... Well, this started in there, and they said, let's take the interview out and get Brett involved. So that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. We were I... doing it in there. Eddie, so will you, you let us... You left there? Oh, oh my God. Every time I came out, I went back right, for a right. Would you please let us know if Robbie Krieger's in the bathroom? I'll and... report. I'll report. And give me about 60 seconds, and I'll be back with a full report on what legendary artist may or may not be whizzing in the bathroom. Okay. Stand by. Perfect, you perfect. Me and Brent are going to keep talking. So yeah, 1995, I mean, you, don't, you don't remember, but I remember. That's the first time I ever really met you at, at your show. It was in the, uh, they, have that, they had that bar area back in the backstage area, back at Universal, which was a great venue. Universal was a great venue. Oh, Universal, I remember Amphitheater, that yeah, yeah, yeah. You opened up for Skinner. And uh, it was a fucking great gig, and it was a great venue. Were we a four-piece at that time? Yes, you were. No, 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 no. Tommy just came back. Oh, he had just yeah, came yeah. Back. He just came back, and he had like 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 blue streaks in his hair. I remember? Yeah, oh, Do you yeah. remember that? Oh, yeah. 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 So that was like yeah, I think it was '95, and that was the first time I met you okay. back then. Well, right but on, but man. we got to hang a lot on the Vince tour, and that was a lot of fun. You rode on our bus on that tour. Well, yeah, I did, because <laughs> me and Vince didn't get along, or Vince and I didn't get along very well. well and and uh, you know, and I appreciate that. Because I rode on your bus for a few weeks, and, and I had a blast, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. It was a lot of fun. Well, I remember Vince, like, was all hammered and, like, threw some beer on my guitar case when he was all pissed about some shit. I Vince mean, was know. hammered? <laughs> no, really? <laughs> Never saw it. We can edit that if you want. Yeah, it's well, like, I don't care. I mean, okay. it's, you know, it is, it's real. It's, it is what so, it is. Well, hey, let's talk about now, 2020. Who are you playing with now, Brent? Well, I'm, I'm playing, I've been playing with Sebastian Bach for the last uh, about four or five years years and then uh i've been playing with taylor hawkins as well from the foo fighters nice um, taylor hawkins yeah cool, yeah yeah we have a bit well we have a cover band fun thing called chevy metal and then uh he's got another band called taylor hawkins and the coattail writers and it's myself taylor and chris cheney bass player who's in jane's addiction amazing bass player 
one of the best bass players I've ever played with. He's, he's great. But we had a lot of guests on the record. Um, Dave Grohl, obviously, and, and Duff. We wrote a song with Duff and wrote a song with Dave. Chrissy Hines on the record. Wow. Joe Walsh is on the record. Um, Steve Jones, uh, Nancy Wilson, uh, Leanne Rimes. Uh, it, it's it's it was a lot of fun to make, you know. And it's versatile. There's a, it's very 70s kind of glammy, but it's got a lot of uh, it's got a lot of new stuff to it too. It's kind of dancey, but fantastic. it's fantastic. Yeah, we're talking to Brent Woods, uh, one of my friends and guitar players, who also played with Sebastian Bach for a while. I went out with Motley in '97. They did this thing, the Swine Tour, the first tour that that Vince came back. And I just kind of like hung out. I wasn't. Even, I shouldn't even been there. Okay. But, but but I was playing with Vince before that. And he asked well, me to go. the point that I was trying to get at though is you're multifaceted, and the, the as you the, are. The point of the far out podcast right. is guitar players who do a lots of other shit oh, okay, besides right. you know. Yeah, yeah. Like with me, I ride horses, or I do other things, or I like to produce young artists, and that's where I was going with that. Is you introduced me to a young artist that you're recording an album for. Right. Yeah. Nico um, Nicholas, who he's in a band called. Mess of Wires and I, I, Mess of Wires. Mess of Wires, yeah. cool. And uh, we just did uh, just did an EP, and now we've got uh, we got our deal on Roadrunner, Electro Roadrunner. Yeah. And hopefully the EP will come out soon this year. And uh, yeah, we worked hard on. It. I was developing them for the last about year, year and a half. Wow, that's a long and time. And it's great band. Yeah, they were 14, 15, 16 when I first started working. Now they're 15, 16, 17. And uh, but they don't sound like it. Even uh, the A&R guy from from Roadrunner flew out, and uh, he didn't know really how old they were, and he couldn't. He thought they were like 25 years old because his they voice. Got the old soul, isn't it amazing? Yeah. I'm, I'm meeting more and more uh, uh, younger. Hello. This, yeah, yeah, JT this guy, here. This guy right here. It's you know, I mean, it, I mean, it's good. There's a lot of younger musicians that I've noticed even more recently that seem to just have that old soul going on, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's really I cool. I think it's turning around, and I kind of felt that. Even when uh, we flew out to the label uh, last week, and they're they're feeling it too, and they're signing a lot of younger rock band, not just pop stuff, not not rolling tape or do a click, like real, no bullshit. Keeping it real and rocking live. Keeping it real and just and just it's live, no click, no fucking auto tune, no background tapes, real rock and roll, and and that's and that's a good thing, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a really good thing, and. I know Greta Van Fleet, a lot of people like kind of knocking for the Zeppelin thing, but I think they opened up a lot of young people's ears as well to like go, hey, well, this is kind of cool, this is different, because they didn't know maybe who Led Zeppelin was, there's just so much rap and no insult to EDM or any of that music, because I like a lot of it, but there's so much of it that you can't find it anywhere else, you know what I mean? you got to search for something. So that kind of opened the doors and the ears to young kids. Yeah, and the, and the sound of electric guitar and a four-piece band. Exactly. Right? The realness of that is, right. has made a comeback. Yeah. And it's really freaking cool. Vista Kicks is another one. We met them last night. They were hanging around. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, Jared James Nichols kicks ass. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, he's great, man. Great guitar player. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, Brent. Well, thanks, man. I think we did a good <laughs> Thank job you. Absolutely. backstage at the Gibson I thought we were going to do a phoner, but I didn't know we were going to do it right here live. This yeah. is kind of cool. We're back live on the Far Out podcast backstage here at the Gibson, Gibson booth. And Eddie Trunk has just returned from the men's room. Eddie, how did it go in there? <laughs> um... My, my stream, you mean? or Because <laughs> that is a valid question when you're my age. <laughs> um, as far as celebrity sightings in the bathroom, 
The sad news is I may have been the, the most well-known person in there. So no Robbie Krieger. No nobody Robbie. of any talent whatsoever but me. No Jerry Cantrell. No Cantrell. Uh, they, I think Jerry, when he goes in, that's one of the clear the bathroom from everybody else moments. Phil X is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Phil X is in the house. What the fudge? <laughs> Be careful around Frank Hannon. Suddenly he just turns the recorder on. That's right. <laughs> We're on the Far Out podcast. Do you mind being on the Far Out podcast, I'm Phil? Done, I'm done with Far Out. You're a far out dude. Far out. Far out. Are you having fun, man? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh you were having some fun on that badass flying V last night. Dude, I had such a great, like, you know when all the dots connect and the voice is there and the fingers are there and the jokes are there. It's a trifecta of rock and roll. Yeah. I sound like Ted Nugent right now. <laughs> yeah, you were nailing it, man. Singing ACDC yeah, and shit. I yeah, didn't know you had that range. That range of voice, yeah. Thanks, man. So I'm talking to Phil X right now on the Far Out Podcast. We're backstage here at the Gibson booth at the NAM Convention 2020. It is off the hook back here, man. Hey, I'm going to go. All right, bro. But I love you, man. All right, hey, hopefully I'll see you Friday, maybe. I'm working maybe. on it, baby. All right, I'll call you. Okay. Text you, one or the other. Okay, man. Phil X. Signing off. Isn't it great? It's so great when Frank Hannon says, I'll text you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Phil. That was Phil X on the Far Out Podcast. Okay, everybody, you're listening to the Far Out Podcast. We are backstage at the Gibson booth. Eddie. Frank Hannon, the reporter. I haven't seen Frank my whole life. I've been friends with him. Well, it feels like my whole life. Just seeing Frank in the middle of the mayhem with this recorder running around like he's Dan Rather or something reporting from a war scene. All right, this is Frank Hannon reporting from the trenches. <laughs> We're covering it all. Who's taking a whiz? Who's walking by? Yeah. Who's rolling with security? Well, what's funny is you and I were both in that artist lounge trying to whisper, be it all quiet, and we were both yawning. I was falling asleep about 10 minutes ago, but I we got to... leaving an hour ago. Yeah, we were going to try to get the hell out of here. Well, it's been a great trip so far. Oh, who's that rock star? Hey, this is like the old days of L.A., man, when you would, like, be on Hollywood Boulevard or Sunset Strip, and there'd just be rock stars walking around And there's people still handing out flyers like they did back then. Even you, Frank Hannon, has a flyer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, passing out flyers for my Whiskey A Go-Go show Friday, January 24th. That's Friday, January 24th, the Whiskey A Go-Go and the Frank Hannon Band. And Eddie Trunk might be there. Phil X may be there. I'm trying to recruit a whole jam session. Uh, JT's going to be there, right? I'll be there, man. JT Lux in the house, bro. JT Lux in the house. Let's see who else we can chat with Jared here. Jared just went on. We wanted to see Jared. He just started. Watch yeah, the song. We're going to watch Jared. All right, man. I'm going to wander back into the Artist Lounge and meet you over there. All right. Thanks, Well, Eddie. there you have it. That concludes the NAM Show Madness Episode 10 of the Far Out Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that little bit of uh, mayhem there. Please don't forget, February 1st, I'll be at Out of Bounds Brewery to release my heavy metal hippie double IPA beer. We're going to put on a show, have a VIP party. We're going to give away a heavy metal hippie Epiphone acoustic guitar. We're also going to be giving away a heavy metal hippie acoustic guitar on the Monsters of Rock cruise during the heavy metal hippie double IPA sail away party. So be sure to join me there. Until then, be safe and I'll catch you on the Rebound. This is the Far Out Podcast. Thank you for listening. 
please follow me on Instagram, Frank Hannon Official. Please email us at frank at frankhannon.com. Give us any suggestions or comments regarding the Far Out Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Eddie Trunk and you are listening to my brother from another mother, the heavy metal hippie, Frank Hannon and the Far Out Podcast. He learned it all from me. Yeah. <laughs>